rolling on the river. I can't play actual music. After all, I'm a thoroughly destitute podcaster who doesn't want to get sued. Hey, this is David Real, and welcome to part two of the podcast. How's it going? What's shaking? What's going down? They keeping you busy? I always resented that one. Keeping you busy. Hey, David, they keeping you busy? Yeah, your wife's keeping me pretty busy, buddy. I just resent someone who thinks they have the authority to give me uh, jobs. Anyways, I got off topic there a little bit, which is part of my nature. Uh, now for part two of the question, how did I get into Camarillo and Ventura County history? That's a little bit of a tough question. I guess the best answer is that because my father was from the Deep South, all I ever really heard about growing up was the Deep South. Louisiana this, Louisiana that, Southeastern Conference football, LSU, Bear Bryant, Hank Williams, old Jimmy Rogers, and I ain't talking about 50s Jimmy Rogers, the honeycomb guy. I'm talking uh, the singing and yodeling brakeman. Uh, Eddie Arnold, Tennis Ernie Ford, Louis Armstrong, Little Walter, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, Lead Belly, Cannonball Adderley, Truman Capote, Tennessee Williams. I mean, anybody from the South, he would just rave about, even if you were half-ass. And, uh, hell, I just started looking around at my surroundings once I got to be a teenager. You know, the South has some nice spots and all, but... In terms of weather and pure beauty of the land, it don't hold a candle to California. We got higher mountains, more coastline, more national parks, more climates, more geography, more industry, and our agriculture is the greatest on earth. You know, I think we've all had that friend at one time or another in our lives whose parents shoved something down their throat, either, you know, five glasses of milk every morning or you know, their, their political beliefs or their religious beliefs and just go overboard, overboard, overboard until the kid just turns around one day and he's like 13, 14, 15 years old and just kind of goes in the other direction. Um, I didn't go in the opposite direction, but I resented hearing about how great a region of our country is that's always been last in civil rights and education. But I have always been interested in history. History, movies, acting, painting, writing, comedy, music, photography. Part of the problem I had growing up was I never had access to any resource where I could come across old pictures. You know, every now and then at a restaurant or a museum I'd come across a neat old photo, but it was almost always either Ventura or Oxnard, Santa Paula, Santa Barbara. I think mainly because they're so much older than Camarillo. But when I really got hooked was about 15 years ago. I got an acting degree at uh, UC Santa Barbara, and I decided to try to make it as an actor. I was 22. I mean, I follow your dream, right? Rather than live in Los Angeles and make it that way, I made the dumbass decision to work in Camarillo and commute to L.A. four or five times a week. I went after modeling gigs, commercials, print work. I got headshots. I went through agents. I went to cattle calls. There's an experience. Cattle calls. The dress up all spiffy to the nines with the hair slicked back. Only go to a big old warehouse with about 150 other men who are just physically stunning. I mean, like 150 metrosexual dudes with fake tans, bleach blonde hair, hip and with it tattoos, muscles everywhere, jewelry, bling. 
only to get a call back and another call back to ultimately get rejected. I mean, it's just it's just pathetic. You got to start somewhere. But and I hated the commute. I always said if there is a god, it's a damn good thing he never made me a great fighter because if he did, there'd probably be a trail of dead people all over the country or at least between Camarillo and LA. Uh, no one signals. Everyone's either ha- driving half the speed limit or else twice the speed limit. Guys shaving in their cars on their way to work, women doing their makeup, cruising 90 down the 101, through Woodland Hills, in the fast lane, where there's no shoulder. Or remember that time you almost got sideswiped by the big tractor trailer truck coming down the hill and you had to pull over the side of the highway and just listen to your heartbeat? <laughs> And I tried to occupy my time driving by listening to the radio. But anybody who listens to the regular radio in L.A. knows the local radio is no good. You turn around, you put your hand on the knob. You're killing me, Larry! This is Kobe Bryant for Yo Los Angeles Lakers. It gets old quick. I mean... As you can see, I have a very short attention span. It's easy for me to get off topic. My wife can attest to that. So, uh, David, how was your day today? Well, baby, I was shopping at Smart and Final. Hey, look, there's a puppy. I just I just have a short attention span, so just, just stay with me here, folks. Anyway, where the hell was I? Oh, yeah, cattle calls in Hollywood. Finally, I got a cattle call for a Gillette... <laughs> I finally got a cattle call for a Gillette shaving commercial. Well, considering I can grow a beard thicker than molasses in December and faster than a musician can scatter sound, I figured I was a natural. So I'm at the cattle call with all these handsome Metro dudes. Again, probably have 150 of them. And I get the first call back. I get the second call back. I get a third and a fourth. And after a week, week and a half, there I am with 10 Metro dudes. Everyone else has been eliminated. Finally, it came down to me and some freckle-faced redhead kid. His name was probably Duffy. But he ain't got stamina to grow a beard. Well, I figured I was a shoe-in. Shoe-in my ass. I never got the call back. A few months later, I'm watching the tube. There's Duffy. In that Gillette commercial. Just shaving away. So bummed and dejected, I decided to cruise up to Vaughn's on O'Neill. And I'm in the checkout line with some beer. And I noticed Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. It was This was back when they were dating hot and heavy. And it dawned on me. God, would I hate to be on the cover of a magazine like that. I mean, half the world over knowing all, all about your private life? There is no privacy at all. So I switched gears. And I decided to concentrate on being a writer of some kind. I mean, after all, an actor... Acting's a craft. It's, it's a, you're interpreting what the writer has written. A, you know, the writer's the artist. It ain't the actor. And I love fiction, especially historical fiction. And I thought, hell, if Stephen King's books can take place in Maine, why can't mine take place in California? In Camarillo? Or Ventura? Or L.A.? I mean, L.A. was the backdrop for numerous noir films and crime novels. Just think The Big Sleep. Farewell, My Lovely, both by Raymond Chandler. Remember them great old noir movies? Sunset Boulevard, Double Indemnity... They take place in L.A. So I began to write historical fiction about this area. And in order to create fiction, sometimes you've got to write nonfiction. 
You can't write about the corner of Hollywood and Vine in 1945 and not know the businesses that were on the corners. So I researched. I wrote a short story that's sitting on the shelf right now called The Top Floor of the Sash and Blind. It's about a World War I soldier who comes back to his hometown of Camarillo. And after discovering his sweetheart ran off another man, he commits a crime of passion in the Buckhorn Saloon. And ultimately he finds himself on the top floor of the Sash and Blind building at San Quentin. It was called the Sash and Blind Building, because that's where they made the Sash and Blinds, and it was also where executions by hanging took place at that time. I had to know what camera looked like right after World War I, so I started collecting pictures. I found that the internet is a wonderful resource. So I got more pictures, and I dug, and I dug. Resources, more resources, until everything kind of snowballed. I mean, I just, it, it didn't take long to realize the internet's one hell of a resource. I published a short story through the Wordsmith Journal called The Bad Boy Down the Street. I didn't get a ton of exposure, but the Wordsmith Journal is literary. I also have two novels in the literary holding pattern. One I wrote when I was 22, which needs some work. I need to work, I, at the time I didn't know the power of point of view. The other I just completed takes place in Camarillo between 1938 and 1962. It's loosely based on the Ma Duncan scandal that rocked the county in 58 and 59, and I use the child cycle of abuse as one of the themes. It was about this time I discovered I grew up in Camarillo on Facebook, and I posted historical pictures and information on there for a bit. It was nice because the audience was large and appreciative, but it seemed every other post turned political. I don't care to discuss politics. You know why? Because every time politics is discussed, it always gets political. So that's why I launched Historical Camarillo in Ventura County. It's a, it's a private site. It has about 3,000 followers, but that's not a bad number. And it never gets political. By the way, I do have an interest in camera politics. But it's not the politics part that interests me. It's the money that interests me. How is it spent? What is it spent on and why? So, this concludes how I'm connected to Camarillo history. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you enjoy the ones to come. I love to listen. I love to talk. I love to learn. And I try to make things as fun as possible. Which is why I started this podcast. More often than not, history is going to be the theme. But I will cover a broad range of subjects including sports, movies, music, local business, comedy goings-ons around town. I'll probably even throw in some theatrics in one form or another. More than anything else, this podcast is going to serve as a variety show. Probably more than anything else. And it's mainly for adults. But uh, if it's R-rated, I will let you know ahead of time. Until then, I hope to see you soon.